It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Gaz. Time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports brought to you by Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Guys, what is the fourth biggest story? I need so much more time here in the top four for this story. It's only the fourth story, but it involves the Rams head coach, Sean McVay, telling the media today that it feels like it's leaning towards a handful of teams that could be the spot where Cam Akers lands. That's the direction that we're heading. Coach McVay said about Cam Akers, the running back, who was a healthy scratch over the weekend, a second-round pick back in 2020. LeVac, the reason I say I need a little bit more time is the whole running back thing needs a full segment for the Jets and the Bills and the Giants. I want to do that later on coming up in this hour. But let me just offer up this question first. Giant Jet Bills? Huh? You calling the Rams? Somebody need to call the Rams? I think the Bills are fine. I think the, and the Jets are, are fine. The Giants probably wouldn't be a terrible idea to call because, I mean, you look at that that running back room for the Giants, even though I know um, <laughs> I know Dable said he refuses to rule out Saquon for Thursday. <laughs> quote, I'm not saying he's out yet. He's a quick healer, end quote, um, <laughs> which is cute. <laughs> it's funny. But you're talking Matt Breida, Gary Brightwell, um, Eric Gray is the rest of that running back room. Let's say Saquon is 100% healthy next week. Miracle happens. He listens to Dolphins mating. Whatever it is, that, whatever it takes, whatever Aaron Rodgers would do to get healthy, he does it and it works. Isn't that still a better room with Cam Akers in it? Uh, yes, it is definitely a better room. I stopped myself there because I need to do this. LeVac, this is a mission that I have for Thursday. Listen to Dolphins. I, I heard you say Saquon Barkley running back Thursday and just like, boom, something like a light bulb went off ahead of me. There's got to be a list of the most ridiculous running backs that have played for the New York Giants on Thursday night. Uh, this has happened. Giant fan, please let us know. Because I feel like this is like the fifth time this has happened where the starting running back for the New York Giants was hurt going into a Thursday night. How many Thursday night football games have we seen with like Andre Williams as the starting running back for the Giant? David Wilson, second time around. I'm telling you. I'm convinced that this is like the fourth or fifth time the Giants have gone to a Thursday night football game with a bizarre running back leading the pack of running backs. When you're listening off that name, I'm like, this has happened multiple times. So again, Giant fan, let us know on social media. I don't think I'm off on that, and I agree with your point. Cam Akers is good on any of those teams. He just, I don't know what's going on with the Rams. They just don't like them. They don't like running backs. Well, and adding him to a one-two punch with Saquon sounds pretty cool to me. Um, I, like maybe it's just the Raiders stink, but it looks like the Bills' running back room is fine. And if you go to social media, the Jets' running back room was more than happy to let you know they're not getting enough touches as is. I would not bring another running back into that room. And one other thing to add about McVay and running backs, they paid Todd Gurley, and Todd Gurley was really good. Yeah. And then his knee got hurt, and they just like they're did holding he have, a grudge with him. Did he have like a degenerative hip or something? Yeah. Yeah, he had like a, an issue. Um, I don't know. Again, it's it's just crazy to me that there's guys like Kareem Hunt. Sitting out there, there's guys like Leonard Fournette, unless you know he's Leonard Fatnet. This again, <laughs> like there's those guys are sitting out there, and then a Cam Akers, like who I imagine now that everybody knows he's available. What are you, what are you talking about? A seventh, sixth rounder for him? Yeah, I, let's go yeah. get him. Somebody get him. There's some positives and negatives to having only a two-hour show. Now, story number three is this because sometimes you don't have to sit on stories that people feel creeped out and weirded out about there's some, some stories stories are like pointy too it's not comfortable to sit no on. it's not what i meant there some you know 
can't just use your airtime reading off lines and calling it what's on tap in the middle of the five o'clock. Anyways, if you want to listen to that, Apple, Spotify, iHeart is where you listen to LeVac and Goss in the five o'clock hour. But talk about Mel Tucker here, Michigan State. I'm glad we haven't had to do a half hour or a daily update on the Mel Tucker thing. The story now involving soon to be the former Michigan State head football coach is that the Michigan State plans on firing him. Like that's the report today. We haven't yet, but we're gonna. Yeah, he has so many days to save himself, basically. I this is a weird one because he doesn't deny having an adult relationship with the woman who who's accusing him. But he says it's consensual. As a matter of fact, she actually initiated it. So it's 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 tough because if he's telling the truth, why in the world should he be punished? Um, if if he's not and he stepped over over the line and that seems to be what they believe, okay, well then he's got to go. But I just, I mean, we you and I were having this conversation at Rivers after the show. We were we were hanging out watching the one o'clock games. And I went, where is, uh, what is it, Matt Ariza, the punt god? Yeah. Where is he? Because he's been ruled innocent. Like, they literally said, not guilty. Like, you're not guilty of the charges. And I know he tried out for a couple teams, but I even said to um, a Bills fan who's a friend of mine, I'm like, what, would you want him back? No, 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 not after what he did. Well, no, he's not guilty. Nah, sorry, no thank you. Like, that guy, if he's really not guilty, his whole life, his profession's ruined. If Mel Tucker's not guilty, his profession could be ruined over this. Matt Ariza is the greatest punter I've ever seen. He did the HBO Real Sports. The charges were jumped. It's just not worth the distraction. It feels like that they can a punter might play 10 times a game. They're just not. He's the greatest punter I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, back to the Mel Tucker stuff. Whether a court of law proves it to be innocent or guilty, whether or not he's confessed to certain crimes, what is considered a crime in that spot. That stuff is kind of out of my understanding of the Michigan law and everything else. But I do want to point this out. One of the most overused terms in sports, and I'm talking about like from youth sports to pro sports, is the term politics. Oh, my son or daughter got cut from the team. Politics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my coach is not playing the son. Politics. Like everyone loves throwing the word yeah. politics around. When it comes to coaches, it feels like, Levac, you're going to feel this one to your core because it involves John Gruden. Politics get involved, it feels like more than ever. When a coach is getting paid a ton of money, they will find dirt, a la political world politics. John Gruden, in the hit piece, if you want to call it that, or wherever you want, where he got dumped by the Raiders. Ed Orgeron. Oh, coach, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah. Did not get dumped by the Raiders. He got dumped by the NFL. The Raiders wanted to keep him. I would. He actually stepped down for the Raiders. The NFL came for Gruden. That fair, was actually 100% politics. Fair, fair enough, yes. He's no longer the Raider head coach. Yes. Right. Uh, coach O. Remember all of a sudden, Coach oh, yeah. O's like... Oh, yeah, I know about me. I don't have a problem. Yeah. Coach O leads one of the greatest college football teams, arguably the greatest college football team of all time. But whoa, whoa, whoa. Not good the next year. You know he's cheating on his wife. You know he drinks a lot. Coach O's out. That's okay. Got more time to be on the beach with a with five, five hundred than on the beach with me. Mel Tucker has a big win. Probably didn't deserve the contract that fast. Still bizarre how that all happened. Uh, locally, remember when like Jimmy Patsos and all the like every day a new story was popping up involving yeah. Coach Patsos. If you're not a DK Killings fan, all of a sudden stuff was. I'm not, you know, both sides. You Albany and Siena, I'm being fair here. There are certain times, and this is not just local. Like that's the new trend. If you want to coach out, start leaking stuff about him and see if you can force them out. <laughs> what? What? We what, here what, at the do not recommend forcing out coaches. Um, no, it, it definitely well because again, if you look at two, one of the one of the key comments. That leans towards what you're saying is they are beginning the process of firing him with cause. 
Because if I fire you with cause, now your contract gets torn up and I don't owe you $95 million. If I just fire you, I still have to honor at least some of your contract. So maybe it's the full 95, maybe it's 60, maybe it's 50, maybe it's whatever you don't get paid on your next job. So if I can fire you with cause though, I get to keep all the monies. Finding cause. That's you basically said it in two words. I took two minutes, but you're going the same way. Story number two involves some matchups. Let's not focus on certain teams yet. Let's talk about the Orioles and the Astros. Let's talk about the Mariners pounding down the terrible A's later tonight. That's a 940 first pitch. The Astros and Orioles continue their series at 8 o'clock Texas, 7 o'clock East Coast. You know what I mean by that, right? No, it's 8 o'clock East Coast, 7 o'clock Texas on that. Uh, Do the, you know yeah. what you mean by that? You should see me squinting there. I'm like, I know it's 8 o'clock in the other <laughs> Houston's in Texas right there. Phillies and Braves as well. Let's talk about the Phillies and Braves for a second here. That's the one I want to focus here on number two. Did you get an opportunity to see Kyle Schwarber's home run last night? Levesque, this was a la Albert Poolhouse versus Brad Lidge in that playoff game in Houston years ago, where I think the ball 18 years later is still going out. <laughs> it, look, if Philly is not talked about, I know Philly got to the World Series last year. They got power in the lineup. They got MVPs in the lineup. Are the Philadelphia Phillies, because of their performance last night against Atlanta, maybe the most underrated team come postseason, including the American League? That's probably fair. I mean, Schwarber's got that kind of home run pop. What was it? He hit one when he was a Cub on top of the scoreboard, and they actually like encased it on top of the scoreboard for a while, so that, just to keep it there. Um, no, they're definitely a very exciting team. It's just it's hard to go against the Braves. It really, really is. Like just top to bottom, they are the team to beat. If we look back from the World Series and the Braves aren't it and the Phillies are, I'm not going to be like, that's the most shocking thing I've ever seen, but I'm going to be a little shocked. It's given me a little Padres-Dodgers vibe, you know? Like, Philadelphia got there. Atlanta's won a World Series recently. Of the last five matchups between Atlanta and Philly, division rivals, Atlanta's only taken three of five. Now, five games set, you win, but they got another game tonight. This is an impactful series for both teams especially if somehow the playoff scenario lays out where they face off again come NLCS time for these teams. Look out for the Phillies. Look out! Story number one involves the New York teams in baseball, Boston Red Sox in baseball. The New York Mets continue their series tonight against the Miami Marlins. 641st pitch down in South Beach. The New York Yankees, they host the Toronto Blue Jays. 705 first pitch there. And the Boston Red Sox continue their series with the Texas Rangers. Our coverage gets underway at 710. 8.05 first pitch is scheduled as the Rangers host the Red Sox. Levac, there is still some playoff implications involving the Red Sox and Yankees, but that phrase and that setup isn't going to be said very often here for the rest of the month, I believe. As I said before, I feel like I lit a fire under the, the tookuses of the Red Sox. They won last night. They win again tonight. Good for them. Thank you. I need the Yankees to win. I need them to win. You talked about the this big matchup. In the NL, there's 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 literally three games I'm paying attention to this evening. And maybe four after the Philly Braves thing you said. Want my Yankees to win? Need the Red Sox to win. And I would not hate watching Baltimore slap around Houston. Yeah. That looks like an AL uh, championship game, man. That could be an ALCS game. Baseball midweek in September. These are your moments. Own Tuesday. Own Wednesday. Own. Maybe even own a Thursday if it ends up being a blowout. These, This is the time baseball should be a good finish to the end of the season. Uh, Levesque, my parents are in town, as I mentioned yes. uh, to you off the air. They are in town, 
and now they have my Honda Pilot. They want <laughs> we went to, we went, we went out to dinner yesterday. We we're like, you could take two cars. Like, how'd, no, they no, no. Get, how'd they get here? <laughs> they they drove their car. And but, they left their car and took yours. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. They, I took their car to work today. They oh, were like, okay. oh, we got to get the grandkids around. They got to get the boys oh, around. We need okay. the car seats. I'm like, we can move the car. No, no, no. That's fine. Yeah. We'll take your pilot. That's okay. They have the pilot. They want to drive around the capital <laughs> region today. So they're enjoying the ride. And hopefully, I know in the past, they've loved some Honda vehicles. Maybe they'll head over to Mohawk Honda and grab themselves a new ride. 2024s are in stock. 2024, the calendar year is just around the corner, but that doesn't mean you can't get a ride right now for the fall. Tailgate, that big game you're looking forward to. Maybe you're a baseball fan and you're going to take the road trip to a playoff baseball game. You don't want to show up and they can hear you from miles away. You don't want to have that type of vehicle. Mohawk Honda will help you find the ride we were looking for, whatever it is for your family, your budget, and more. We're going to be heading back to Mohawk Honda next week. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to be back next week at Mohawk Honda Broadcasting Live. It's going to be awesome to see all the upgrades and more that they've been doing. I love Mohawk Honda. I love when I can drive my pilot around, but if people are happy in your life, that's a good thing, too. It's Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Hi, this is Gaz trying to get everyone to go to Mohawk so I can start driving my own pilot again. Uh, coming up next, I think I can upset Gaz in under 30 seconds. It's LeVac and Gaz, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. As the once great He-Man said, I am the power rankings for the no, NFL. No, 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 <laughs> no. to uh, David Hellman of FoxSports.com. We have the week three or going into week three NFL power rankings. Guys, they're your favorite. Let's get right into it. I hate it. I hate it, but you know you what? It was entertaining. Love it. I hate it. You're going to listen. I can tell you for one thing. There is one part of this week's power rankings because I watched him. He does a video of his breakdown of why he does what he does. So I watched it this week because I wanted to kind of understand it in case you had issues with anything. There is one part of his power rankings that you are going to lose your ever-loving mind over. But I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. All right, so who do you got at number one? All right, so if this is your first time at this segment, let us remind people. I'm not trying to guess his power rankings. I'm yes, you are. No, no, no. I'm, no, no. I'm trying to tell you what I believe should be the power rankings of the NFL. I believe the children are our future. And this is how the team should rank. And sometimes they do these things for clicks. For, to drive oh, you nuts. Oh, just get to it. Eagles. Eagles are the number one team. Nah, nah. The Eagles in Mr. Hellman's uh, t- power rankings, are they have lost a spot. They have fallen to number three. They are the third most powerful team on his rankings. Why? I, wh- what? Really? Well, because he thinks two teams are more better than the Eagles. How dare you? You know what? Number one is... is you have to agree on number one. It's not the Eagles. Well, I do remember that last week. By the way, Philly is 2-0. I had like triple check. I'm like, I know they're 2-0. I know they're two. Last week, he had the Niners as number one. But the Niners just beat the Rams by seven, should have been 10. And honestly, they weren't very impressive in that game. Did he keep San Francisco at one? He did indeed. And don't forget, the Eagles barely beat the Patriots, and they barely beat the Vikings. So, you're, the 49ers are number one. The Eagles are number three. Who you got at two, knowing those facts? Uh, Who would you have at two? Would that, is that where you would have put San Fran? I would have had San Francisco at two. Mm-hmm. I would have had Philadelphia at one. Yeah. Because Philadelphia, even though I, I can't disagree, they did barely beat the Patriots and the Vikings. 
both single-digit victories in comparison to how San Fran looked against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looked a lot better in Week 2 than Week 1. Philly has a better roster than San Fran, and I trust Jalen Hurts more. You. So I would go Philly 1, San Fran at 2. Now, who is at 3? So, uh, but this is his 2, by the way. This is his 2. Yeah. Boy, uh, Kansas City lost in Week 1, so even Kansas City did not look good against Jacksonville. Baltimore's 2-0, and but that seems like a high jump. You know who I would have it to? They're the most exciting team in the NFL right now. I would put the Miami Dolphins at number two. Nah, nah. Miami Dolphins did move up a spot in Hellman's rankings to number four. Okay, so the Goss power rankings have Eagles one, Niners two, Dolphins three. Who am I'm I shocked, missing? Yeah, I'm shocked with this one. I would have thought. You thought this would be an easy one for yeah, me? Yeah, I, I would have. Because I'm, I, right, be I got it. I got to guess. I'm there. looking at him right now. I like his top four at least. All right, Eagles one, Niners two, Dolphins three. I'll give Dallas the benefit of the doubt here. I'll put Dallas at four, but technically for him it would be two. Okay, so Hellman, San Fran one, Dallas two. They moved up two spots. The Eagles at three, Dolphins at four. Let me offer up this question because I know there's a lot of Cowboy fans here in the Campbell it's region. It's confusing with you doing yours while you okay. do his. All right, I will do it that. It is. All right, I will just... Because I'm lost now. <laughs> <laughs> we both agreed that the top four teams in the NFL in no particular order are the Eagles, Niners, Dolphins, and Cowboys. I there agree with go. his order. Okay. <laughs> his order of San Fran, Dallas, Philadelphia, then Miami. I might put Miami ahead of Philly. Because I gotta tell you, I don't want to play Miami with that offense. Miami's awesome. Mike McDaniel, that whole everything about it. The owner, give credit to the ownership too. I know like they get a little bit of heat because of the Brian Flores stuff, probably rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But they went after Tom Brady. Like the Miami Dolphins ownership group wants it. They want a Super Bowl, which you have to admire if you're a fan of any team that your ownership cares that much about winning the championship and bring it to the South Beach. Let's sit on Dallas here for a second. What is it gonna take for the Cowboys for you? I'll ask you first, then I'll answer my own question. For the Cowboys to be considered the best team in the NFL this season? Um, I think what I would need is uh, stellar play out of Dak. Defense is, is, is special. Um, you, you know what it comes down to for me realistically. I don't have any faith in Mike McCarthy. So far, so good as far as the offense goes, but I think a lot of that comes down to the defense is so good that it's forcing other teams to make mistakes, and, and the offense has been okay because of it. I would have went with something along the lines of they've got to beat Philly and San Fran. That's probably the simpler answer. Your answer is much more thought over and probably a better answer than mine. Uh, But they do have those games coming up. I believe it's week four. They get San Fran. San Fran versus Dallas play coming up. So you get that matchup coming up here in a few weeks. And, of course, they're going to play the Eagles. So I'll just make it simple. If Dallas can beat Philly and beat San Francisco, and we're talking midway through the season, so what's that, mid to late October? Dallas could be considered the best team. Even if Dallas like trips up at a game in between those games, like let's say Dallas is seven and one and the defense is what it is, like awesome, explosive speed. Uh, they're figuring out what the offensive line can be, which is okay. CD Lamb's really good. That's my take right there. Now, I guess the better question might be the follow up this. Do you see a possibility? Like, give me a percentage here of the chance that Dallas in mid to late October is the number one team on a power ranking, whether it be Fox Sports. Guys, you listening? Like, do you think that can realistically happen? I think with what the the scenario you paint of them beating the Niners and the Eagles, if they're not number one at that point, something's wrong. You just, you're just the Cowboy Stephen A. Smith Cowboy hater if you're not believing. I, I that think point. so because again, I I believe the Niners are the best team. 
I believe the Cowboys are probably the second best team right now. At least the way that the way that defense, Micah Parsons is is the great equalizer. Like I don't care how good your team is, there is a there is a freak athlete who happens to be kind of entertaining and funny in the same who's coming for you. And he's gonna he's gonna hit your quarterback, he's gonna hit your running back, he's gonna he's gonna cover your lot your your tight end if he needs to. Guy's a freak. He's an absolute freak. Someone give that cowboy defense a nickname. Because the Legion of Boom was really cool. The boogeymen, that Patriot defense a few years ago when Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts. The Ravens and Buccaneers and Bears, Bears of the mid-80s and Ravens of the early 2000s and then the Buccaneers that 0203 season. I wish they had a nickname. The Micah easy. Parsons Project? <laughs> Pinky to the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alan Parsons Project. <laughs> the Micah Parsons Project. Just look at that Austin Powers reference. Anyways, okay. Uh, so we got one more team that are out of the top five. Yep. Okay, kind of. Uh, you know what? Let's do Baltimore. Nah, nah. Uh, Baltimore. He left at six. He said no change for Baltimore. He loved the way they played, um, but he didn't. Cincinnati. Blah 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 blah. He left them at six. Mm, this uh, team fell two spaces for him. Fell. Uh, Kansas City. There you go. Yep, you got it. So that's one. And then uh, you want to Kansas, start- Kansas City and Baltimore would be a great game. Both yeah, offenses are doing okay. I think Mahomes, just because of the high expectations we have for him, the contract we covered yesterday, everyone expects him to let Chris Jones is awesome. You know, we didn't say that yesterday. Yeah. Chris Jones did have a huge impact on that defense. I know it's going to the guy going to jump out a on a box something. door. Um, They're good. And, and, yeah, now that they are the Chiefs, they're they're here. I'm going to jump around here. I'm going to just... Well, give ju- me the New Yorks. There give we go. I you beat want? me to us. Let me just guess the New York teams here. I would guess... Uh, that the Bills still ranked the highest of the New York teams, even though they had that week one loss to the Jets. I would put the Bills at 11. Nah, nah. Bills have not moved from last week, even with the win over the Raiders. They're number seven. Okay, that's fine. Uh, there were some other teams there. Uh, the Jets stunk. I would put the Jets down to like, 23. They fell four spots in his rankings from 16 to 20. Here's the fun part with the Giants. Oh, All right. The Patriots are at 23. Okay, the Patriots are at 23. All right. And the Patriots, hmm, that's a that line, by the way, is a little smelly to me this week. New England. Stank. With the Jets coming up. Dude, stank, uh, stank. I would say for the Giants, barely beating Arizona, although historic comeback, I would put the Giants at 20, 29. Giants up one spot from 27 to 26. Okay, so not that far off. Uh, the Buffalo one at seven is interesting because you, you mentioned they didn't even move up by winning the game, but how far up did he have them in the preseason? Did he have them as a Super Bowl contender because of New York? And remember, that's an overtime loss, too. Bill Fan does feel a lot different, right? The chest is pumping out a little bit more after your Raiders took that L, LeVac, because Bill yeah. Fan was getting real nervous <laughs> after that Jet loss. How can the Jet, how can the Bills be the seventh best team in the in the country? The Raiders lose them. They drop eight spots to 27. That makes no sense. That's, That's a big drop. I, I know they got smacked around a little bit, but still. The Denver, AFC West isn't great right now. They, isn't it, the Raiders are in first place at the end of week one. Yeah. Yep. Here, here's the question for you. Dave Hellman of Fox Sports. Who do you think he ranked 32nd? This is easy. And I'm telling you, this will be the part that gets me all riled up if he didn't put this team 32nd. I can confidently say this. It's the Carolina Panthers. They are embarrassing. That was a, 
I don't even want to get started on. I don't even want to waste my breath on Carolina. I can't think of a team that stunk worse. The Saints defense might be that good. Bryce Young looks like a child out there. That offense is embarrassing. Carolina's the answer, and I don't want to hear anybody 29th. else. How? Give me the other three. Because Arizona's played good in two weeks. Arizona's played fine. He moved. He did move Arizona up two spots, 230. Arizona would beat Carolina. I'd put a yep. fat stack of money on that. Houston Texans have stayed put at 31. And the 32, the worst playing team in the NFL right now, according to David Hellman of FoxSports.com, is the Chicago Bears. No, 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 no. Wrong. This is why am I arguing about garbage? That's wrong. You are getting better at this stuff. This is the stuff I'm talking about. So Chicago, I watched that game with Tampa. It's not even the Bears. Justin Fields is a good quarterback. He's fine. He just can't read defenses. He's good at his job, except for that part of his job that he has to do. Look, Justin Fields is fast. He's a good athlete. He throws a good ball. He's accurate when he knows where he's thrown it. He just doesn't know who to throw it to. So you just fix that huge part of your game. You might be a pretty good quarterback. So you got, oh, by the way, speaking about the Bears, have you seen this clip? Another one that's up on Twitter, at Tom Guy. This has been a big Twitter day. Everyone's looking for pictures. X, X did, thank X you. X going to give it to you. Have you seen this, that a fan pointed out that the reason the Buccaneers beat the Bears on Sunday is because the Bears ran a play and they got like a false start and hit a penalty? And then they ran the same exact play, same formation, same play. <laughs> they got another penalty. Levesque, I can't make this up. Levante, David, it's going viral. It's got two and a half million views. They ran the same play. Levesque, three sounds, times in a row. That's you, probably the worst team. That's yeah. horrible. Guess that's, why the, that's why the 32nd right there. No, no, that's coaching. That, that's not talent <laughs> yeah, on the field. part of the team. It's part of the team. By the way, the third play was a pick six to win the game for the Bucs. Uh, they ran the uh, third. What are they, Pop uh, Warner? Sounds like 32nd to me. Here's how Goss would rank his garbage here. I'll talk in the third person. Carolina is, is the 33rd and 34th best team in the league. So Carolina's 32. Uh, mm, Houston's 31. Arizona's 29. Who did I miss there? Arizona's 29. Houston is 31. Carolina's 32. Who did I miss? Uh, you got Arizona, Chicago. Chicago, thank Chicago. you. Thank you. Chicago was 30th. Chicago's better than Carolina. Chicago's better than Houston. Yeah, well, not according to Mr. Hellman. And if you bring out the Hellman, you bring out the best. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he explained it. He basically pointed out the fact the way they're playing – he doesn't believe in Justin Fields at all right now. He, all the he he broke down a, a million reasons why he did what he did. He also said, "I don't feel like they're going to be picking first in the draft, but at this exact moment in time, he doesn't feel like anyone's playing worse football than the Chicago Bears." Let's do this game, Jet fan. You're not going to like this, but we're going to play this game here. I'm going to give you five quarterbacks. Okay, which one of these five? Rank them. I, I Levac right. quarterback power ranking here involving the New York Jets. Right, give me okay? the five. Me here the are five. the five right now. Going into week three, not for the future, not for later. Right now, you going into Sunday with one of these five quarterbacks under center. Okay, C.J. Stroud. Okay, quarterback for the Texans. Justin Fields. Okay, Joshua Dobbs. Okay, Bryce Young. Okay, Zach Wilson. Careful. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, nothing's smelling in your house. That was our list. Nothing stinks. Don't look at your garbage. That is the top five. Rank those five. And where does the New York Jet quarterback, who might lead this team to the playoffs, Jet fan, be honest right now. Here's the list one more time. Going into week three, not for the future, 
Next week, who would you rather have in that ranking? Young, Stroud, Fields, Dobbs, or Wilson? Where's Wilson on that list? I'm going to go Justin Fields, one. I'm going to go Dobbs, two. Wilson, three. Uh, Stroud, four, and then Young, five. Ah, that's my list. <laughs> Come on, dude. That's my exact and list. I, and I, if I'm being – if I'm I'm, I might be a little overreactive right now. I probably would keep Wilson at two. I think Fields is the only one I would 100% start. But you got to admit, like, they might need to change the name on the back of that Dobbs jersey in Carolina. He might be Justin Dowg because he is – he's a Dowg. He's, he's a guy who's gone out there and said, I may never get a chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL again, even though he's never won a game as a start. He's 0-4 as a starting quarterback in, in his history of, of the NFL. But he is, he's he's balling. Like, he's doing everything he can to win football games on a team that doesn't. Like, to the point where somewhere in that office in Arizona, they're probably looking at each other going, this was the right call? Shouldn't we? We brought this guy in two weeks before the season started thinking he'd be a better tank job than Colt McCoy. Maybe we need Colt McCoy back. There's a, I totally agree with the list. I thought about maybe flipping Young and Straw, but Young did have some good throws last night when he wasn't pressured, but he's going to struggle this season. Carolina's got a mess, and Stroud have just never been impressed. His worst games in his career in college always came against the best opponents, and he had multiple NFL wide receivers. His wide receivers were just as good as his NFL guys he's thrown to now. I, I did that for Jet fan because of this, because Jet fan's been screaming to go get a quarterback, go get a quarterback. Look, there's not a lot out there. Like I, I said, Jameis Winston. We covered the Carson Wentz stuff. We're not going to mention the quarterback. He used to wear seven for the Niners. We were told not to mention politics on the show today with the Boston's meeting. So we're not going to bring up that guy. Uh, Carson Wentz is a free agent. It's Look, Zach Wilson's not great. But to think that there's somebody so significantly better out there who's already, more importantly, not on a roster already is tough to find. There's quarterbacks that are worse than Zach Wilson, Jet fan. That's what that was for for you. It's could be worse. Did that feel good when that list ended for Jet fan? That was the hope, and I don't know if I no, paid off what I wanted no, for that. No, that was uh, – here, let me ask you this one. So I looked at Hellman's list real quick. Cincinnati Bengals, he has them at 16. He had them drop eight spots to 16. I'm okay with it. It might be high. The Bengals look like trash right now. It was a weird halftime situation going on on the television side for the doubleheader because – they said injury updates in the NFL, and they flashed a graphic of Saquon Barkley on the right and then Joe Burrow on the left. It's like, Joe Burrow, whoa, whoa, whoa. He didn't get hurt. What's going on with the calf? Wait a second. Why is Joe Burrow on this graphic? What is, is something going on in LeVac? You've been saying it since, what, June? Like the Achilles tendon and the calf injury. This is not good. Something's not right with Burrow. I have no issues in that spot right there. And if you told me, do I think Cincinnati's going to trend up or down, I feel like the easy answer is up, like they're a top team in the AFC. But something's going on, and if Joe Burrow just shuts it down at some point, man, like, I don't, the AFC North's good. Like, Cincinnati, if you told me right now, pick one. Bengals first or last in the North, I would pick the last. Last. Uh, the way Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Baltimore's looked, I would pick betting favorite. Someone offer me up that number. Last or first for the Bengals, I'd take last. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't care for them at all at this point I have, I have zero faith in them uh all right so there's power rankings um more or less we just like to torture guys with them it, it's fun they have no <laughs> true value just ex, you know except punishment for guys i think it was a learning experience for everybody giant fan bill fan jet fan i think everyone learned today
What did you learn? Um, all right. Well, what did you learn? I learned that Lillian David Feinjuice is, is the place for you at the shops of Wilton. I need more details of what happened yesterday because both of my parents did. As I thought they would, stopped over to Wilton, New York, the shops of Wilton, Lily and David Fine Jewelers. They're celebrating their anniversary starting tomorrow. They're off to Canada. Quebec, they're going to be celebrating in Canada. Uh, they talked to David. They talked to G for a while. <laughs> Let me tell you, they learned a lot. So if you have maybe not a lot of experience in the jewelry business, and I'm talking about you as a shopper, head to Lily and David Fine Jewelers. They will help you. They helped my dad yesterday. All the details, probably more than they needed over there, <laughs> but he got my wife, my wife, oh Ooh. my God. All right, lay on this couch. Freud wants to talk to you, buddy. I've gotten my <laughs> wife, my engagement ring and wedding band. He got my mom Gaz an anniversary gift. Mommy. An anniversary gift. Gaz wants to marry his mommy. It's Lillian David Fine Jewelers, <laughs> where they can help you find something that can change your life forever, whether it's that engagement ring, that wedding band. Or now into a microphone in front of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, embarrassing yourself with one of the worst slips you've ever had in the history of your radio career. <laughs> Alyssa, I don't know what just happened there, but please, if for any reason other than me having that slip, go to Lillian David Fine Jewelers and buy an engagement ring, a wedding band, and support a family-owned and operated business at the Shops of Wilton. All right. Uh, Share Gaz's story, whatever that is now. You're concerned with me. Play of the day. Please and, hurry. And, and some, uh, will the running backs ever get paid coming up next on LeVac and Oedipus on Fox Sports Radio <laughs> 95.9 and 980. It's Van Goss for USX Pest Control. You're going to want to go to USXPest.com. Get the free inspection set up. Get it all underway right now because as the seasons change, so do the threats from the pests. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you get the bats in the attic, you get the mice in the basement, in the garage, you get the insects. You get I, I always notice when the weather changes a lot, I get a spider like infestation. Like all of a sudden, there's spiders in my house because the weather changed. So they, oh, the attic's cold. Let's go downstairs. Like I think that's this what happens. Yeah, with the weather changing, there's also some people who in this month in September it feels like like to take a little bit more time off of work. Maybe you've started a school year and you can't resist taking time off. You're already doing it right now. Maybe you've got kids at school and they got a little bit of a cough and all of a sudden you have to take a day off. Or you just want to watch The Price is Right. I don't know what you mm -hmm. want to do. Listen to LeVac and Gaz on demand, Apple, Spotify, and iHeart. But if you have some time off here in September, make it a productive day. Call USX Pest Control and tell the wife, tell your friends, your neighbors, hey! I called USX Pest Control. My house is clean now. They took care of me. I heard LeVac and Goss tell me about the free inspection, and my house is set for the rest of the year. I do enjoy the, the you know, keeping up with the Jones aspect of the USX truck pulling up. I like to look at my neighbor and go, ha, nice bees nest, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I've got USX Pest because I went to USXPest.com. It's LeVac and Goss on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan. Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. I have to admit, LeVac, that uh, that voice did sound familiar. I don't know where I'd heard that before. It sounded like a celebrity. He hasn't... Uh, you never know. You never, never know. Never know how it's going to go. Um, speaking of people with money, will running backs ever be those people? I mean, look at what we're dealing with right now. Saquon Barkley, the, the, the smart people are telling us it's going to be like four weeks that he's going to be out. Nick Chubb. I mean, this this injury that we've now seen, because even though, you know, ESPN, ABC, Disney, they decided like, hey, we're not going to really show that. It found its way to the Internet very quickly, as a matter of fact. 
Like that's pretty horrific looking. He he already had a catastrophic knee injury when he was in college. But these are the guys like that you were kind of rallying around to say why aren't these guys being paid, you know, the equivalent of the playmaking wide receiver, the playmaking this, the playmaking that. And now they're banged up. Bad. So like I I have to say my humble opinion is the system as it is, the five or four year running back first contract, followed by one to two franchise tags for the very best, ain't going nowhere. I'm disappointed. I'm sad. I'm discouraged. All summer long I was pro running back because it's a fun position. I enjoy watching those guys take off. There's the believability of if you're playing football in your backyard, you're either going to be the quarterback or the running back. Sure, maybe the wide receiver, but there's something cool about scoring the touchdown as the running back, how I grew up. I'm going to add to that, LeVac, by the way. You mentioned some of those star running backs. So, Eckler, Saquon, yeah. Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, all out for about a month plus. Cam Akers, where do you put him in the ranks of running backs? Maybe top 25, top 30? The Rams didn't even activate him this past week. Well, they want to get rid of him. They want to get rid of He's him. He's available. Second, second year in a row they did that. Oh, by the way, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Damian Pierce, Miles Sanders, Alexander Madison. A lot of this is coming from social media and X. I want to give love to the guy who pointed this out from Football Guys. Ben from Football Guys had that tweet of, all those running backs, I just said that last group of seven, stink this year. Like, that guy got two weeks, but like, statistically, they haven't been good. So, injuries, availability, production, I can't make a good case sitting here. That a running back should be paid higher, more. Did you see the rumor flowing around about this lawsuit with the NFL and NFLPA? No. I got to give credit to you because you sniffed this one out in August. There's a rumor floating around. Some have confirmed it. Other sources have yet to report it. That there's a lawsuit that the NFLPA had recommended to running backs to extend their injuries Ooh. Well, Levac has said you that. Know, you know what's the best thing to do? Yeah, you know what I mean by that soft <laughs> tissue and more is what you yeah. said all summer long about right. Josh Jacobs. Yep. Oh, and, and 100%. And right now, Josh Jacobs says everything's water under the bridge, whatever, but minus nine yards against the Bills, which I think primarily was because he didn't go to training camp. Um, but you know the best thing to do is when you accuse your employers of collusion by them saying, like, we're not going to pay running backs, we're not going to do this, right? To collude against them. That's usually, that's the best way to win that fight. You know, don't, don't do your job. Don't honor the contract. Don't fight the good fight. Don't, don't sue for unfair work environment or any, don't do any of those things. Just collude against your employer. Get, have your union begin a conversation behind the scenes with all your coworkers who work the same position as you to all fake injuries. That's what you should do. I sense a bit of sarcasm there. You smell that? Mm-hmm. It's pretty thick in here right now. Sorry about that. Uh, but, I mean, seriously, like, you, you, you're trying to say the league colludes against running backs, which, by the way, all they're doing is using the collective bargaining agreement y'all signed, and, they, and they're using it. And, look, I, I don't feel good for running backs. Like, like, you know, I'm glad Saquon – let's say Saquon doesn't come back. I'm glad he's got $10 million. I'm glad he's got that. You know what I mean? Like Jacob, same thing. I, they've got ten million now. I'm glad. Like, dude, give me a ten million dollar cushion to leave here right now. I will. I'll break my knee. I will do it right now for ten million dollars. <laughs> um, I just, I just don't. It's the business model that you agreed to. You and your peers signed this model. You agreed to it. You didn't see how it was going to be used against you. And and that I feel bad for you. 
But at the same time, it's it was collectively bargained. And the new CBA, the only person it really, really protects is the quarterback. But everybody else, you're you run the risk of this, especially any first rounder, you run the risk of four years with a fifth year option and then two franchise tags. You run that risk. Seven years. And Major League Baseball players are like, oh, no, they control your rights for seven years. I feel so bad for you. Oh, no. feels like 50 for baseball. But, like, this is the deal. And now, I thought it'd be player by player. You know, I thought if if I'm Josh Jacobs and I'm ticked off at the Raiders, if I'm Saquon Barkley and I'm ticked off at the Giants, and I tweak a hammy, and I go, well, they don't care about me. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to come back. I could probably rehab this, be back in a week or two. Yeah, four sounds good. That's what, you know what I mean? Like, I, I thought, but I didn't think there was going to be, like, the head of the union going, hey, everybody, don't rush on the rehab for the soft tissue running backs. Like, oh, you can't do that. Also, the idea, and we'll use an example that's going on in the entertainment world right now. Like, the writers are on strike. And the whole core, the whole premise of a strike is to make sure to show to your uh, employer that without our service, you cannot complete your business. Hey, right. without us as writers for television shows. You undervalue what we do. Exactly. Now, I've been occasionally following it. It doesn't seem like a lot of networks are hurting right now. It, it just doesn't. Like, you know, cable television, the whole idea of that might be a whole show in itself. But they just flipped on Monday Night Football at ABC. They're going to do some numbers on that. They got enough reality shows and Yellowstone and the challenge. They got some stuff in the can. They got Netflix and streaming. It's going to be a battle for that strike. And I bring up the strike because the hope is that, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. no, 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 you need us. Like, eventually when we come back from this, we will have more money. And if we say the running backs say, hey, we're going to sit out a little extra, but don't worry, we're going to show you how important we are. I don't think the return when the running back returns is going to be what it hopes for. Because Melvin Gordon tried this. Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell tried this. Mm-hmm. 0 for 2. I don't know if any of these teams, the Giants chart, no. Like, I don't buy that the Giants and Chargers are going to throw money at Eckler or Saquon the minute they come back. No. I, I mean, not only are they not going to do it, now, if if I'm the front office of the Giants, if I'm the front office of the Chargers, I feel vindicated. I told you what was going to happen, and it happened. It's a violent position. So, so now, because I gave you a smart deal, and again— it's very difficult for me personally to feel sorry for somebody with a guaranteed $10 million deal for one year. It's calling me crazy. I have now freed up money to bring in someone to fill your role while you're out. Are they going to be Saquon Barkley? No, they're not. Are they going to be Austin Eckler? Nope, sorry, not going to be the deal. However, I'm going to be able to, to soldier on and get a better possible play. Maybe I can go get a Kareem Hunt, a Leonard Fournette, or, you know, take on the salary of a cam Akers. you know the, i can do these things because i valued a position based on the best ability availability and you got to figure out those guys who are very productive in their careers are they going to get undercutted by a younger running back who has an agent that says whatever the minimum is will do well you're not as good as kareem hunt and leonard Fournette. don't care put me in the right offense i can produce for you Sean Tucker's an undrafted player. He's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I could run through rosters of guys who are undrafted six-rounders who are on teams. Deuce Vaughn, it's a little different because of his dance connection and everything else, but a really good player at Kansas State. 
they're willing to go sixth, seventh undrafted guys off the street, maybe even more so than a veteran who's been productive. I want to add to this, too, about the New York connection, because we we focus on Saquon. I don't mean to pick on Saquon and Eckler there. They're just headline running backs who have been injured, who have been talked about this summer, who may or may not rush back. But if you're a Jet fan or a Bill fan, I know the sample size is small, but it's hard for me to make a really good case today that you feel good about the moves of Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook for the Jets and James Cook for the Bills. Now, Brees Hall got hurt, but he hasn't been what you hoped. Dalvin Cook's only been there for two games. He had like a zero in fantasy. And Dalvin Cook's had a nice career. But as of right now, two weeks in, and Brees Hall a little further, bad moves for the Jets. Those ha- They haven't produced for the Bills. James Cook was okay in week one. Latavius Murray, 33-year-old Latavius Murray, who's been in the league for 10-plus years, is the one getting goal-line touches against your Raiders, his former team. Maybe that played into that. But, like, Levesque, I can't even... Saquon gets all the attention for the New York teams, but the Jets and Bills are in this discussion, too. Because right now, I can't make a good case that Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, or James Cook was the right move in their backfield, and they thought they got it right. James Cook looks like a smart move, but he's also cheap. You know, Dalvin Cook, you pay a lot of money. He didn't look special. Uh, Brees Hall's coming back from an injury. He's mad he didn't get enough touches. I get all that, whatever. But it is, it's it's also one of those things where, as a fan, I feel like you have to be careful what you wish for if you're championing the cause of the running back. Because as we champion the cause of the wide receiver, where we champion the cause of the quarterback, we have taken away a lot of the physicality of this game already. If you If you start championing the cause of the running back, you may take away so much physicality from this game that it doesn't even resemble the game you fell in love with when you started watching tackle football. Now, Emma, you have to decide for yourself if that's worth it. Me, personally, I'm going to sit here with my mouth shut and watch football because that's what I love, watching football. And, you know, you get hazard pay for certain jobs. It It's difficult, again, for me to go, dude, dude got $10 million this year. You know, like, and, and as you drag your number up, it's going to drag everybody else's number up. It's not going to happen overnight. You got to show more availability, too, which at this point isn't really there because you're going to get hurt. And quarterback's the only, the only position on the, on the field, which it, it, honestly, that has the same, you know, one person effect on, on the game. And they're protected because they're the face of the team. You you get hurt. It's obvious. Like when when a star running back gets hurt, it's obvious. As good as Ford looked last night for Cleveland after the, you lost Nick Chubb, he still wasn't Chubb. You know, um, you're you're going to see a very obvious drop off in the Giants' backfield this week. I don't want to say who it was on Twitter, DJ, but <clears throat> I, I saw your tweet, DJ. Within 30 minutes of DJ sending off the tweet to us that said, I believe you were tagged in it as well, that said, is Nick Chubb a Hall of Famer? Because Nick Chubb was pacing yardage-wise and how we view running backs and what the future is of the running back position is, this guy's been just as good as anybody during his career at the running back position. One hit. Career might be over. I mean, it's the same reconstructed knee he had back in 2015, 2016, somewhere in that spot. Like, how we view running backs. Is it going to be weird 10 years from now, how we look at a Derrick Henry and be like, oh, my God, he did what? Yeah. Uh, even like guys like Corey Dillon and Fred Taylor, who aren't in the Hall of Fame, are maybe not recognized as great running backs. You're going to look at their numbers and be like, he did what? Yeah. And we may review some of these guys as history progresses of how effective they were. And the, the flip side of that is how we're going to view wide receivers. 
Like, are we going to look at a Justin Jefferson and believe his stats have been inflated? Uh, guys like Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Mike Evans, Reggie Wayne. Well, I don't know. Everyone, he puts up those good numbers. No, no, no. In his era, that was yeah. really good putting up those numbers. And, and yeah, I mean, you look at what, what you can get away with covering a Jerry Rice versus what you can get away with covering a Justin Jefferson. Very different. Very, very, very different. It, it's it, Listen, I love the NFL. I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. I love I love that we get to do the live show every Sunday, 11 to 1, inside Van Slicks over at Rivers. I, I love that we do fantasy versus reality, you know, all these things. I love them all. It's, it's great. Is it perfect? No, it's not. Um, if I had a son and my son said, Dad, I want to be a running back in the NFL, would I say, have you considered tight end? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> would, I, would I say, do you think you could be a wide receiver? <laughs> yes, yes, I would. Would I go look at him one more time and go, how's the throwing arm? Hey, Jared Verse was a running back. He went to right. defensive end, and right. he might be a top 10 pick. Right. What do you think about that idea? Yeah, or, you know, hey, how about pitching in baseball? Any of these things? Any of these? And then, if they, yes, I want to be a running back. I realize the risk. Okay, rock and roll. Let's go. Do those squats. Get it rolling. But I think you will see. You'll definitely see people start to kind of kind of get away from the running back position. But at the same time, if I told you the thing you're greatest at, is running the football in the NFL. And for that, you will be paid less than the quarterback, the wide receiver, the defensive end, some of the linemen, all these things. You'll be paid less than those guys, but you're still going to be a millionaire when it's over. I don't know a lot of people don't go, okay, cool, I'm in. I'm in. I, I hear they're doing great things with reconstructed knees nowadays. So I, it's just, it stinks, and it's it's the timing of these injuries is pretty terrible. Because we're in the middle of this discussion and why aren't the running backs paid more? And some of the biggest names, I, you know, two of the best running backs in the world are now missing time. So it's, it's it, it definitely could be better. Not a dream scenario, if you will. No. In a grave sleep center in Boston Spa is, though. Sorry, I had to do it. Forced, no, forced transition. Well, I, go, go ahead and talk about our friends No, there. go ahead. Go ahead. What do you want? You Don't know? forget about our play of the day. That's all I'm saying. I've got the play of the day. I've got it. I want to tell you about the Integrated Sleep Center in Boston Spot. Uh, 518-885-6185. 518-885-6185. That might be the play of the day for a lot of people. Like, if you snore or if you're sick of getting yelled at for snoring, you're not sure if you have sleep apnea, but you never f- feel fully rested, Dr. Ear and the team are going to take great care of you like they did me. I mean, I went in there, and I, I love Lorian to death. She's one of the sweetest women in the world. She loves to tell everybody when I walk in there now, when our Jeffrey first came to us. <laughs> He just looked gray. He didn't have any energy. He didn't have the same vibrance he has now. Look at him now. Look at the color. In his look skin. at him. You look at Jeffrey. Our Jeffrey. And uh, and she's right. I just like I was like I'm the <laughs> captain now. Yeah, she is. And and, and I, I I I willfully admit that. But like it's just funny because it's true and there's video to prove it. But at the same time, it's like listen, man. Some of them are girls. Don't tell them how gray I was. But no, it, it's just it has been a life changing uh, situation for me. I knew I'd never do the mask. I, if it works for you, fantastic. It doesn't. It didn't. It would never have worked for me. Mouthpiece works for me. Keeps the airway open. Sleeping great. Traveling easy. Everything is a, is a little bit easier for you when you get good sleep. Doctor Fred Dreer in the Integrative Sleep Center in Balls and Spot. Help me sleep better. They'll help you sleep better too. My play of the day is to jump on Oregon now because the number is going to go up. And what I'm telling you right now is I feel as though when they put this, they open this game. At 20 and a half points, Oregon favored over Colorado. 
they did that knowing that people were going to bet Colorado anyway. They put that number out there because they are they're very comfortable with you betting on Colorado. The the fans, the public are going to go nuts on Colorado. It's already up to 21 and a half for Oregon, so it is happening. We're getting getting some love. They're not afraid. Without Hunter, without all these things, Colorado is going to get beat down by Oregon. Jump on the numbers early as you can. If you want to hear about the popularity of Colorado, head over to at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-U-Z-Z on Twitter. I'll just, a little spoiler alert. 8.3 million people were watching that game at 2.30 in the morning Eastern time. It's mm. 1 million more people than any other time during any other broadcast of a college football game this season. That's how popular. They put up a 9-3 on a 10 o'clock kickoff. It's, and it's unbelievable. And it's only going to, like, people who don't even know college football now are going to be betting on Colorado because of Prime. Get Oregon now while you can. A little two-bet parlay to close this one out. I'm taking the Washington Nationals money line tonight, minus 15. Jackson Rutledge, I almost took last week midweek. 24-year-old Nationals are trying to find the future. They've always been good at finding pitchers. They think Rutledge could be one of those guys. Problem is, right now, if you want to Google Jackson Rutledge, it says his ERA is over 17. Woo! 0-1, 17-plus ERA. Some people are going to get scared of that. That's okay. He's not that bad. Hot take, guys. He's not as bad as a 17 <laughs> ERA. Take the Nationals. I bet I'm 3-0 this year, by the way, betting the Nationals. I'm just betting garbage, but it's been paying off for me. And second play. Tomorrow, you and I are bumped, maybe, by Red Sox baseball. Red Sox take on the Rangers. Our coverage gets away at 105. 205 first pitch for a midweek Red Sox-Ranger game. I'm feeling the over tomorrow. Like a nine and a half, I believe it's going to open at. Get the over in that one. We could or we could not join you tomorrow. We'll definitely be there Thursday. Might get a podcast exclusive. Who knows what's going to happen on tomorrow's show? I make no promises. Save one. I will talk to you at some point this week. It's Levan Guys. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980.